This is Clothes Making Mavens, a sewing podcast about handmade fashion. Hey there, it's Lori from frivolousatlast.com, and it's time for another So Small Talk. Helena and I are talking activewear, making clothes for running, yoga, working out, swimming, and various other activities. We thought it'd be fun to invite a sewer whose active wear makes we've long admired to chat with us. So joining us today is Dawn from Two On, Two Off. Dawn is a teacher and a runner who lives in Anchorage, Alaska, and she seems to have really nailed fit and fabric when it comes to active wear. So Helena and I pumped her for tips on things like fabric choice and surging versus overlocking, and we all chip in with our favorite active wear patterns. We're so glad you could join us for this So Small Talk episode of Clothes Making Mavens. And as always, we'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Feel free to drop by clothesmakingmavens.com for options for getting in touch. So Dawn, it's so cool to meet you and talk to you over, over the internet on this podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah. It's super fun to be here or be in my own room, but be here. <laughs> to be present virtually. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Helena is here too. Hi, Helena. How are you? Good. How are you, Lori? I'm good. So we managed to get ourselves together, even though we're across three different time zones, Helena in California and I'm in, in Toronto. And Don, you're in Anchorage, Alaska. Did you, did you grow up there? Uh, no, I'm from Alaska, but I'm from Fairbanks, which is kind of in the middle of the state. Um, but I work in Anchorage, so that's down Cook Inlet. It's very far south in Alaska, um, but it's where almost everyone lives. There's like, I don't know, 300,000 people in Anchorage and I think only 600,000 in Alaska. So we almost all live here. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. And, and you were mentioning to me the last time we spoke that that you were having a bit of a bear scare. Tell, tell us about that. Oh, well, I'm a avid runner and, uh, there's just been, there's been bears everywhere and there's always bears and there's always moose and you're always just aware of them. Um, but this year it's been different. There's been, um, two, well, you know, there's where I live, there's two main kinds of bears. There's the grizzly and then the black bear. And typically you don't worry much about the black bear. Um, because they're more, you know, in in a human interaction, they're more likely to just kind of run away or climb up a tree or, you know, and you just keep your distance and everything's fine. Um, or there's the grizzly bear where they're much more likely to just attack you and maul you and you'll probably survive, you know, but you'll be mauled um, and scarred. Um, but then they leave you alone, right? So they don't want to eat you. They're just scared of you or you got between their cub and the mom or whatever, right? But this year it's been different because there's been two different attacks this summer already and two different killings, um, predatory black bear attacks. So black bears, they're sort of like the good and the evil. Like most bears will act like they're supposed to act. They'll run away or climb a tree. But then there's like this small percent of black bears and they don't know why, but they become hunters of humans. Um, so two, one was a, a run, like a race. So there's hundreds of people racing by and this bear decides to take out a person and kill them and try to eat I them. I heard about that one. Um, yeah. so that's, oh my God. It's terrifying. Yeah. And we had just hiked up this ridge. It's called Bird Ridge. We had just hiked up it like three weeks prior to that. Oh, wow. So, you know, terrifying. And then the next day in a different part of Alaska, the same thing, a predatory 
uh, black bear encounter and it ends up killing the woman and tries to eat her. So I'm really scared of black bears right now, which is different because I'm usually black bears aren't the scary ones. Wow, that's crazy. So maybe our topic for today shouldn't be just uh, sewing activewear, but sewing bear-proof activewear. Maybe you have tips for us on that. <laughs> or lots of pockets for bear spray or something. And then we just moved. So yesterday, a bear, a black bear ran across the road in front of me and then went up a trail that we bike on all the time. And then today when I was out running, uh, I was running up this hill. And this is like a residential area. You know, it's asphalt there's no trees. It's I'm on a sidewalk. I'm running. So I feel relatively safe. And this cop pulls over and he's like, Hey, there's a bear crossing the road, like a hundred yards in front of you. And I look up and there's this giant black bear coming my way across this road. And it's three lanes, you know, cars are stopping. They're just, I don't know. It's weird this year. They're not afraid of people. And I don't know. So we've just turned around and came back home. Wow. Wow. Helena, you're a runner too, right? You've uh, run, have you run marathons, Helena? I have, yeah. That's so incredible. But you don't have to worry about dodging bear as well. You're running marathons, which is nice. No, no, we don't have that problem. We do have snakes here. And I, uh, so if you run across a snake, it's going to be a rattlesnake here in Southern California. And um, I've seen two so far. And so I have actually, I ran into a pole the other day because I am scanning the ground so <laughs> carefully for snakes and they like blend in and yeah it's it's super scary to be and it's just it's because it's a new threat like there was nothing like that up in Washington and I just moved I I'm like on high alert and I talked to my <laughs> runner friends here everyone's like it's fine it's no big deal I'm like but I saw them they're here but it's definitely not like a huge threat I just in my mind I have to be aware. Oh, so scary. So I guess we can figure out how to maybe sew you some kind of soft padding helmet for when you run into, <laughs> into poles. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes. That was the worst part. That was <laughs> the worst. I was with people. Oh. Please, please. People witnessed me running into the pole. It was, yeah. it was very sly. It was very cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you couldn't even pretend that you were like, doing something else. You just ran into a pole with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They'll tell you about it. <laughs> so it's nice to be here in the company of a couple of amazing athletes. I'm, uh, I'm sort of the team mascot here, although I do love to play volleyball and beach volleyball. You play volleyball so, yeah. um, mm-hmm. But I haven't sewn much athletic wear. I'm a bit of a newbie to this, so I'm hoping that both of you can, can help me learn about sewing athletic wear. So far, all I've done is a handful of Colette Aurora tanks, which are sort of like... Um, they're like the Pringles chips of sewing. Once you sew one, you can't stop. And I just kept going and did three in a week. And I've sewn one bikini bottom and then got completely frustrated by the top, so gave up. But Dawn, <laughs> I know that you are a prolific sewer of, of athletic wear. On your blog, Two On, Two Off, I see tons of running wear, sweatshirts, shorts, leggings. And Helena, you do a lot of running as well, and you've sewn some athletic wear. So what have you both learned from your experiences in sewing athletic wear. Go ahead, Dawn. Oh, let's see some things that I've learned. Um, you really, you really have to get fit right because if you're, uh, running and it's, you know, you're three miles from home and you've got the most horrendous fit in the crotch area specifically, that is like the worst thing ever 
ever, 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 ever. So fit <laughs> is super important. Uh, I've been there. Like I've actually done that. I was like, oh, these are so cute. I'll go, you know, do a run. And I got halfway out there and yeah, I almost like went into the woods and just took them off for a while and then came home. But I didn't. I, I persevered and made it through. But that's... So it was a chafing issue? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I got home and I took a shower and I'm like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really bad. That was really chafing. And I maybe didn't realize how badly that was chafing. <laughs> yeah, you don't when you're doing it. Was it too small or too big or the seam in the wrong place? What do you think the issue I was think with the, that? I think the seams were just in the wrong spot and maybe it was too tight also. Um, and I hadn't tried out that pattern company before and it, there just wasn't a lot of planning on my part. So I didn't do any test runs. Like this was my like first out of the envelope, just these are my measurements. I'll just sew it up and then I'll go for a run type of thing. And it just, it didn't work out. And they're great. Like, I, I really like them uh, for just wear around type of leggings, but they're definitely not running leggings for me anyway, <laughs> for me. Right. What about you, Helena? Well, I think the biggest challenge is uh, finding the right fabric and then different fabrics react so differently. So if you have the fit of something down and then you get another fabric that reacts different and has different recovery and stuff, then, um, then it just can affect everything all over again. So I haven't done a ton of active wear. Um, and I had planned on it. So I have been hoarding fabric because that's my favorite (laughs) is buying fabric, (laughs) but I haven't, uh, sewn very much of it up, especially the leggings. I thought that would be uh, a fun challenge, but, um, now that I live in California, I don't wear leggings to run in anymore. I wear uh, like those lightweight nylon shorts. I don't want anything on my legs. It's so hot here. So um, it kind of hasn't hasn't been an issue or it's not going to be an issue. But I could see that just spiraling because you have to get the fit. You have to get the fabric together. The finishes are really important because of that chafing issue. I mean, I know chafing even without homemade <laughs> workout wear. Oh yeah. Shaping is an issue. Yeah. Um, when you're sweaty and, and you're doing the exact same movements for four hours, it, it can get, it can get chafy. So yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. So much of sewing comes down to fabric choices and it seems like it's even more heightened when it comes to athletic wear, because I know when I buy ready to wear athletic wear, there's certain fabrics that are, I, you know, you put, you put the thing on and you're thinking, wow, this is perfect. I love the, you know, the stretch and the, and the thickness of this fabric, but I wouldn't know what to, what to ask for or look for if I was actually out shopping for the fabric to make something myself. And so it must be an extra challenge for you, Dawn, because, um, you're running, you have super cold in the winter. Are you up there running in the winter as well? Oh yeah. I run in the winter. Yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. So finding the right fabrics to keep you warm, but sweat free is probably a huge challenge as well, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've got the added factor of I'm up here in Alaska. The only fabric we have is Joann's. And it is so hard for me to pick fabric just online because you can't feel it. And like you guys were saying, you know, if if it stretches one way a certain percentage, but then not the other way, and you've already fit this pattern to a different kind of stretchy fabric, you know, it could fit totally different the next time. So 
it's so hard because I can't touch the fabric if it's online. And my only place to go is Joann's, which sometimes they do actually have great stuff, but often I don't necessarily want that. Yeah, that's tricky. So do you order online anyway, just to test stuff out? I do. Um, I make sure that I swatch stuff, but it's hard because sometimes if it's good fabric, by the time you swatch it and it gets here, you know, it could be a week later, it's already gone. So sometimes I just bite the bullet and do it. And most of the time I've had uh, good results with that. But sometimes I'll get it and I'll be like, well, what am I going to do with this now? (laughs) Because I'm certainly not going to make this into some sort of activewear thing because it doesn't have the right stretch or it's super like weird, shiny or, you know, something like that. So I try and swatch everything. Um, But if it looks like a good deal and if it looks like, you know, I love reviews because I can see what it looks like on someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I I do buy online fabric.com, although they irritate me because they do the, you know, I think it's $30. If you spend $30 or more, you get free shipping or maybe it's $50, but except in parentheses, it says not in Alaska or Hawaii. I'm like, really? I know. It's like that for almost everything. Not in Alaska or Hawaii. I'm like, come on. Come on, guys. I feel your pain, Dawn. We're pretty much part of the United States up here in Canada, but it's a whole separate shipping thing and it's like four times as much. So yeah, I can can commiserate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I like fabric.com and then I love Spandex House for um, nylon knits for like swimwear and stuff like that. They have well, just an amazing selection of prints, like, like so fun. If you haven't gone there, you have to check it out. My girl's favorite pair of leggings is like ice cream, like, like little ice cream balls all over her pants. It's super, super funny, but super cute. Mm-hmm. I've never bought any activewear fabric online. Um, I was just looking through my stash to see, so we'd have some, you know, bring up some things to talk about. And I don't think I have any, cause I think I'm too scared. For that and you just really need to touch it yeah especially I think for leggings like I need my bum covered I need substantial fabric I don't want anything too um flimsy I guess mm-hmm. so and that's and that's tricky to know oh wait 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 I do have one piece from fabric.com and it's nice and thick and I didn't end up using it uh for activewear I ended up using it as uh the back of a pair of jeggings that I made that were like the front was leather or pleather and then the back was a stretchy like yoga um right pants. so they were good enough to actually cover my bum and and that was that was great of course I am a major fabric like hoarder and I didn't sew them up immediately so after I used them to great success of course I couldn't you know get any more and right so that was it was just a one-off where well, I had that one good experience, but I have no, I can learn nothing from it. It's just a lucky, a lucky break. <laughs> well, and I've been known too. you know, if I buy something from fabric.com or some other places, and if I get it and I like it and there's other colors or other prints, I will buy like a lot of it because I know the quality and I know how it fits and I know how it sews up and all of that stuff. So I will like really probably, probably more than you, Helena, I will like hoard it. I will buy like, you know, four or five yards of each of those just so that I have them for future because I know that they're good quality. Well, I support that. (laughs) That sounds like a very good idea. 
All right, Don, you've got to describe your fabric hoard for us then. I'm, I, want, I, want a, I want a visual in my mind of what your fabric stash looks like. All right, so I have, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now because I'm in my fabric room. My fabric room is actually my uh, mechanical room for my house. So on one side, it's all like pipes and wires and the water softener and that thing over there. I think that heats water and I don't know, whatever. So on the other side the fabric stash side is, uh, those gorilla racks from Costco or Sam's that you can get. They're like eight feet tall and they have wire racks on them. Can you visualize Mm -hmm. that? Yep. And then sort of starting at the bottom, um, there's one, two, three, four, five, uh, big silver racks on them. And then I have boxes and bins that sort of have kind of organized material, but the bottom is mostly wovens and wools. Um, the next one up is more like quilting cotton type stuff, which I don't use very often, but, um, like my girls like it for some woven tops or circle skirts or that type of stuff. Um, above that is sort of my active wear. So that's all my polyester, lycra, nylon, lycra stuff going (laughs) over to my solids, which are all, I have a huge stack of solid colored knits that I use with everything. Um, above that are all my double knits and my real thick cotton knits that I use for my kids and all my ITYs. Um, in the corner, I have two giant bins and they're full of just scraps of gymnastics leotard fabric and just thick um, lycra binding type stuff that I use for accents on all the leotards and stuff that I make. And then the very top, which goes all the way to the ceiling, which I think we have nine foot ceilings. So um, it's <laughs> tall, uh, is like just a ton. Like I'm looking at it right now. I'm not sure how it's even up there and not just an avalanche is all like <laughs> sweater knits and sweatshirt knits. And those things are thick. Right. And then I have uh, a whole thing to the ceiling of this fuzzy, um, gosh, what's it called? Oh, minky, this minky stuff that has like kittens in, <laughs> I don't even know why, kittens in uh, Santa hats that we bought in Mexico. Of course, of someday, course. I think, <laughs> I, I know, right? Why, why not? It's why what not you go Santa? to Mexico for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Mexico, we're buying minky. So, so that goes all the way to the ceiling. And I think someday the plan is the kids want me to make uh, pajamas for them. Um, and then I have like one little corner that has like batting, which I don't even use. So I'm not even sure why I have it. Like I could use that better. <laughs> that sounds like a very impressive stash. It sounds like you're ready for the apocalypse. You could sew your way through to the, yeah. <laughs> well, and then behind me, I didn't even talk about this, but behind me, I have bolts of fabric because I buy, like I said, when I find something good, I buy it in bulk. So <laughs> I have just behind me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen bolts of fabric, and those are mostly wool knits and rain fabric and black Nike dry fit fabric that I have like fifteen yards of, and Ooh. yeah, so I've got I've got a lot of fabric here. Wow. So you could actually um, open up your own store and give Joanne some competition there in Anchorage, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do periodically put some of my wool knits on Etsy and sell them. But lately, like this last winter, I didn't because I just, I like them so much that I didn't want to sell them off. So I tell my husband that I buy in bulk so that I can resell it. But in reality, I might just like it too much. 
Just need it. You just need it. Your heart needs it, right? <laughs> my heart needs it. My kids need it. It's for my kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's there you go. <laughs> yeah. Excuse. When you sew for your kids, you can justify there a you lot, go. right? Yes, yes. yes. They'll yeah. need it for years to come. Years. Right. And Don, are, you, are your children into, uh, it sounds like you're sewing leotards and things. Are they into dance or other sports? Yeah, they do. Um, I have a uh, niece that I sew leotards for. She's down in San Diego, California. Um, so I sew leotards for her constantly. And then um, my girls are into gymnastics and dance and rock climbing and they run. So I make their running stuff. And um, my son is now a teenager, so he's kind of too cool for clothes that mom makes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but I still make him some stuff because he's cold all the time. So I'll make him like cozy sweatshirts and he'll wear those, but he'll pretend like he doesn't like them, which is okay. <laughs> Wow, it sounds like you've got a super, um, a, a super active and uh, crafty family. That's great. Yeah, we're well up here. If you don't get outside, you kind of go crazy a little bit, especially in the winter. So, yes, they're outside. They ski all winter and they run all summer. And yes, they're very, very active. Right. You're so lucky to get your kids into running. My kids are like, no, mom, that's your thing. In that tone of voice. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm familiar with that. The twins are 10 years old, so they're very much into eye rolling and mm-hmm. no, no, that's your thing, mom. Mm-hmm. So Dawn, I'm curious, like, wouldn't it be easier for you to just buy ready to wear active wear? Why, why do you go to the, through the challenge of sewing it? Cause I, I think that this is maybe one of the more challenging types of garments to sew. I mean, if you're sewing, say a summer dress, you can get away with a lot in terms of fit or, you know, fabric. Um, it's very forgiving, but as you said, you know, you, you can't just wear, uh, make yourself a pair of running leggings or shorts. There's chafing issues. The fit's got to be right. The fabric's got to be perfect. Um, the stitching has to lie flat, all of that stuff. So why do you go through the challenge of it? Um, I've always joked with people that sewing is my therapy. At one point I had three kids under three years old and I was on my own a lot of the time because my husband was working on the slope, the North slope with oil, you know, um, that's actually where two on two off came from is because he was gone for two weeks at a time. And so I was just like crazy, you know, single mom of three by myself. And then he would come back and he didn't work. So I could, you know, sew and I could kind of get caught up in life. That's kind of where that name came from. Um, yeah. So any, anyone in Alaska knows what two on two off is because a lot of people work two on two off, two on two off. Oh, funny. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Secret Alaskan code. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, Uh, so during that time, you know, I would go just kind of crazy while he was gone. And then when he would come back, I would have a little time to myself and I would, sew. I would lock myself in the sewing room and just kind of, you know, have a little me time so that I could actually survive. Um, so sewing has always been sort of like this therapy type of thing for me. And I probably think about it way too much. Um, but it is, it, it calms me down. It kind of centers me. Um, even this is going to sound weird. Maybe, maybe not though. Uh, when I'm trying to go to sleep, like if I'm stressed out or if there's just a lot on my mind, like I'll actually go through construction in my head of something that's really, Oh, see, (laughs) that's so weird. (laughs) 
I bring sewing patterns into bed with me so I can read the instructions before I go to bed. Yes. And then, okay, yeah, see? And then I think about the construction as I'm falling asleep. Yes. See, I am with my people. You guys understand me. <laughs> we are one. You yes. two are like Olympic athletes of sewing. I've heard that <laughs> Olympic athletes, you know, when they're when they're not actually practicing, they're visualizing every yeah, move visual- they're going to make. Yes. So you guys are doing that. I totally do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's not counting sheep. It's like, okay, how do I install this zipper in this really hard spot? Okay, I'm going to think about this and it's going to put me to sleep and it does every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, great. back to your question. Uh, sewing is therapy. It's totally calming for me. Um, so I think I get more out of the actual making the garment maybe than wearing the garment. Um and active wear, like I have a totally different perspective. I think active wear is way easier than sewing, you know, like woven things. Um, woven things, I think you actually have to get the fit right and you have to get the mm. length of this and that right. Knits, you know, you can stretch and if they don't quite fit or if they're a little bit baggy, you know, they still fit. You can still wear them. So I think it's actually pretty easy and I would rather sew knit things than I would, you know, woven things. You are I think kind it's of easier. you're kind of queen of the knits too. You you do such a yeah. good job with them and you really try new things with them and I think your fit is spot on. Like I don't think that that's by accident. I don't think that's um that's oh that turned out that way because your fit is really nice. Snug at the right places and you know comfortable still in the other places that you don't want it to be so snug. It's good. Yeah, I I guess I agree with that. But if it was a little loose or a little bit tight, you wouldn't really know either, you know, because of the stretch of the fabric. I think the fabric is what makes it so forgiving. You can wear, you know, you could wear it a little loose or a little snug and it would be fine, you know, whereas mm-hmm. with woven, not necessarily, you know, if your hip is too tight or if your stomach is too loose, you know, it's not going to, it's going to gap or it's going to be too tight and you're going to get all those stretch marks and you're going to see all that. And you're going to know that the fit's really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I do love to sew with knits for that very reason because I like instant gratification. So I don't like to mess around too much with figuring out the exact perfect fit. So knits are my go-to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love them and they're easy. And, and, you know, as far as like the construction things and the keeping the seams flat and, you know, I really pay attention to that stuff when I'm making something that I know I'm going to run in. Um, if it's just going to be like a casual outfit or, you know, an outfit for my kids, like they're into running, but they're not like into running, running, you know, like they Mm -hmm. don't marathon, they do a race every now and then, but they're not seriously into it. You know, they're more concerned with, you know, does it have ice cream on it and is it cute and does it have pink or whatever, you know? So, you know, I don't think you have to worry too much about construction on their things because they don't really care or even on you know, my casual clothes, you know, I, I don't really care if something rubs cause I, you know, I'm not doing something over and over and over again for, you know, four hours, like when you're running a marathon. Yeah. But what right. about, um, the finishing? That's what tricks trips me up. I think it really is telltale when I make a knit garment and I use the double needle and it tunnels or, um, I can't get my neckline to lie down, that kind of stuff. Right. So I long ago, long, long, long ago, tried to do the whole double needle thing. And it Mm -hmm. never, it's kind of like that. I was never happy with it. It tunneled or it pulled or didn't stretch. And then I ended up popping the seams and I was just never happy with it. So, um, you know, I tried it, I kind of gave it up. Um, and then I saved my pennies and I ended up getting a, um, 
gosh, what was it called? A Viking 936 Husky Lock, which is one of those combo machines that can surge and it can cover stitch. Um, And that right there changed my life. Like cover stitching, the finishing for knits, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Like I, if, if you're having issues like that, and if you can any way afford it, I would either get a combo machine where you do surging and cover stitching, or what I have now is a serger that's separate and a cover stitcher that's separate. And it's amazing. Like the finishing on it is just, it's just great because you can't get the same thing with a zigzag or with a double needle. I just don't, I I think you're right. I think the finishing kind of looks, you know, homemade or, you know, what do they say? Becky (laughs) Homecky. Right. So Don, just in case there's people listening and I could probably use this lesson myself, um, the difference between surging, I have a serger. So, um, but could you describe exactly what a serger does versus what the, uh, um, cover lock does? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So a serger cuts while it, um, casts the seam. So it finishes the seam while it cuts it, Um, usually a super stretchy stitch. Um, You can make it even stretchier by putting like woolly nylon in the loopers, the part that goes over the seam and finishes the seam off. Um, And there's lots of different kinds. Mine is one that I won actually at Pattern Review. Um, I I remember that. Yeah, I won the sewing bee a couple years ago. Oh, wow, congratulations. The first sewing bee. Yeah, and so I got this amazing Bernina serger. So, um, so I have this now. But I've had different sergers in the past, and they pretty much all seem to work well. You know, the Bernina one works great. I love it. Um, but they all seem to work well. And you can find sergers all the time at like garage sales, and um, they're all kind of, kind of. I say that in quotes. Kind of the same to set up. Um, but you can find sergers often, like at garage sales or on Craigslist or something like that. And you can get a decent serger for, you know, a hundred bucks sometimes. So um, sergers are great for knits. Um, that was annoying too before I had a serger, just trying to do like a, a lightning stitch or like the stretch stitch on your sewing machine or a zigzag. You know, those things don't, sometimes they don't work well with knits. And if it works well on knit A, it really won't work on knit B. And there's a lot of fiddling and all that stuff. But um, sergers work great. So uh, mine's just a basic three, four serger. So I can use three threads or four threads. Some sergers will go all the way up to five threads. Um, and I've had that before and I never really used it. So um, I didn't think it was all that great. Um, and then a cover stitcher, a cover stitcher is totally different. It's a different machine um, than a serger. Um, and basically it you know, if you're wearing a knit t-shirt and if you look down at the hem and there's two rows or sometimes three rows of stitching on the top, and then you flip it over and it's got all this craziness on the bottom, um, back and forth, and it stretches really well, that's a cover stitch. And you can get a top cover stitch, which has like the crazy decorative stuff on the top too. Um, but it's mostly for finishing. Um, it's not for really constructing your garment. It's not a super, super strong stitch. You wouldn't want to use it on your seams or something like that as the only thing to hold it together. Um, but it's just a great way to hem knits, I would say. Right. Thanks for that, uh, that sewing lesson. That's really helpful. Yeah. You're really talking me into it. My husband <laughs> does not thank you. Yeah, like you well, needed arm twisting, Helena. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You really, really though. I really, I think you should bite the bullet and get a cover stitcher because it's, especially the two system that I have set up here. Like I can surge on my, 
Bernina, you know, and I go and iron it and then I just go to my Janome and I flip it over. It's already threaded. You know, I don't have to mess around with, if you get a combo machine, you have to mess, you know, around with the plates and you have to switch everything over and it's kind of annoying. Um, but this, you know, I just walk over, I cover stitch it. It's always set up. It's just, it's amazing. I love it. And actually my husband bought me the Janome cover stitcher cause he's amazing. So nice. he bought me this. Hmm. <laughs> Do you have a dedicated sewing room? Well, I have a mechanical room, which is where I am. And it's a big mechanical room. Uh, I think it's 14 by 14 feet or something like that. So I have a cutting wow. table um, and I have, uh, this might be embarrassing, one, two, three, four, five, six machines set up in it. <laughs> and then another one, two, three, four machines that are in boxes around the room. Uh, so yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I have five machines set up in my room and I oh, have see? Um, two others that are <laughs> yes. on okay, the floor. See? Yeah. Yes. And it, you like know, I... when, if I go to Goodwill and I see like this smoking deal on this old vintage machine, I have to, I feel like I have to buy it. Like I feel like Rescue that's it. my brethren. I have to take it home. Mm-hmm. I have to oil it up, clean it up. And, you know, maybe I'll just give it away to somebody or I think my twins are going to start sewing. You know, I think they're going to want to start sewing a lot more. One of them is already into making sweatshirts and like circle skirts and that type of thing. And I think she's going to want a sewing machine in her room, which I think is great. So I've got this like powder blue one set up for her, you know, so when she's ready, I have it for her. But I like sewing machines. I just, I love them. They're I like kittens. You can't They're just, beautiful. you can't just leave yes. them behind and not give them a good home when you see them, right? I know. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, that's exactly, that's exactly it. And then I don't know if this happens to you guys, but, um, at work, people know me as the crafter, you know, so then when they retire or if they're getting rid of whatever, like I end up with a sewing machine in my mailbox or I end up with like a box of fabric inside my, I'm a teacher, so inside my classroom or like I just get gifted all this stuff. One of them, two of them have been sewing machines. Nice. Oh, nice. That is so I know. Nice. Yeah. No one's ever done that to me. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe soon. Maybe soon. <laughs> Maybe they know how many machines I already have and are like, okay, you know who doesn't need another machine? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I'm actually going to be Everyone happy Everyone needs more machines. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be happy to be able to tell my husband that I'm actually the restrained one here because I only have three machines, um, which oh, he, yeah. he already thinks is crazy because, well, partly because the dining room is my sewing area. So the three machines are set up almost permanently in our dining room. It's only ever when we have people over for dinner that I finally clean it up. So, um, and he used to tease me too about before I started sewing, I was, I knit a ton and I had a huge, a huge stash of, of yarn. And he was describing it to someone, uh, once and he was saying, she's got two closets in the basement floor to ceiling stuffed with yarn and I said come on it's a it's a low ceiling in the basement (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah I'll be happy to say well you know what I've only got three machines like that's like half as many as the other women I was talking to today (laughs) yeah exactly I don't have 20 bolts of fabric sitting behind me (laughs) yeah yeah see you are it's all good it's all good I wanted to ask you both about what your favorite uh, pattern designers are when it comes to active wear. And I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here, Dawn, and I'm going to mm, be psychic and think. Um, I think it's probably <laughs> Jolie is your favorite favorite pattern yeah, designer. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little fangirl over them, but it's weird. It's like they it's like they're in my brain and, you know, the fit, it's it's like they made them for me, you know, not only in fit, but in style, like uh-huh. everything that they have. I love it. Everything that they have is like today I'm wearing one of their tops, the zip up, the half zip thing. It's wool. And then I'm wearing a pair of their shorts. It's just everything that they have is everything that I would wear. And it, their fit is just spot on for me. So they yes. have some very clever details. Yeah. Yes. Cool great when you find a pattern company like that, that, you know, is just built for you. That's great. Yeah. And they're fabulous. And I love them. Like I love their whole story, you know, mom and daughter. And, you know, I love, I love everything about them. So yes, I'm just going to camp out in their yard someday and be like, take me in. And they're Canadian. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Have you ever um, talked to them? You're such Uh, a, you're just like a walking poster for, um, their designs. Yeah, and you should be their spokesmodel. So beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I do. Um, Emily and I will do um, like messaging over Facebook, and I do actually do some pattern testing for them now. The last couple of years. Um, okay. So yeah. So they they yes we do talk. Um, but yes, I feel like they're a long lost daughter or something because it's bizarre how. Like, I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish I could have, like, a woven pair of pants that are kind of like joggers. And then, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the Vanessa pattern, you know? It's it's exactly what I was thinking of. And they did it without even knowing anything about my thoughts. It's strange. That's scary. Kind of big I brother. Know. So have I you know. got one, <laughs> one of their patterns that you've made over and over again? Um, oh, my gosh, yes. Uh let me list a couple for you. The Eleanor, like, stretch the pull-on jeans. I love those, and I've probably made those between myself and my daughters, I don't know, five, six, seven times. Um, their T-shirt pattern, um, I think it's, I might get the numbers wrong, but I think it's 2805, I think is the T-shirt. Um, that one, it's got, you know, turtleneck, it's got low neck, it's got V-neck, it's got short sleeves, cap sleeves, you know, three quarter sleeves. I've made that one probably 20 times between my son and my daughters and myself. You know, we, I just made that pattern over and over and over and over again. Like if you're going to get one pattern from them, that's the one I would get is their t-shirt pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so they great. have all the sizes, right? They have- exactly. Yeah. So in one, it's amazing. End, that's, I think it's such a good deal too, because, it you know, is. a quick sew pattern is like 12 ish dollars, you know, and then if you get one of their patterns, it's for me, I think about $12, but it has everything from, you know, little kids sizing 2T all the way to women's, I think it's 22, you know, and I'm kind of right in the middle and my kids are below that. But, you know, I've traced off so many of that, just the t-shirt pattern. If you talk about just that one, you know, so many of those sizes in there. I just, I, yeah, I, I love them. Yeah. I think Jalea is really, um, it's, it's really reasonably priced for what you get with their patterns for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I've tried a ton of their leotards for my uh, niece down in San Diego and just all of my basics, um, my active wear, my everything. Yes. I love them. Yes. I'm going to stop talking about Jelly now. 
<laughs> I was going to say, uh, Jalie, uh, if you would like to sponsor our podcast, please yeah, feel free. Sponsor, but I was making they probably don't really need to at this point. So. <laughs> yeah. Why would yeah. yeah? Why would they sponsor us when when we've got Don here to sing their praises for free? I know. Yeah. Well, and I feel sort of bad sometimes because I feel like my blog sometimes is just a Jalie, you know, repeat day after day. Although today. There's an Otobre on there. So I was like, yay, Don, go Don, something different. (laughs) Oh, that's great. What about you, Helena? Do you have, um, you said you haven't sewn a whole lot of active wear, but is there a pattern or a pattern designer that you really like for that sort of thing? Um, I have been really into envelope patterns lately. Um, I have been buying and buying and buying patterns. I don't know why. The ones I have in my lineup which is no guarantee that they'll get made anytime soon is um, the Lizette for Butterick. Mm-hmm. They made some activewear patterns, I think last year or the year before, and they look really intriguing. Butterick is notoriously hard for me to fit. I feel like they are huge. So that will be interesting, but uh, I'll definitely put it up on pattern review when I get to that because they're cute style lines. I really like them. Um, I have the green style stride leggings because I thought that was such – so it has a um, a horizontal seam that's below the waistband that kind of curves around your bum, which I thought would be really flattering because right. my bum tends to be kind of flat and I need a little like, you know, round it up back there, make it more bubbly. So um, I think that would be really cute uh, when I get to it. <laughs> Again, when I get to it. <laughs> and uh, – so the paper cut Numa or, you know, the one I'm talking about, it's, um, it's a sports bra and then it's, uh, like Oh a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're yeah. talking about. It's like a tank top, but it's really, uh, drapey. I think that might really move up my list because that would be perfect for my situation here in the, ugh, I haven't even been running. It's so hot here. It's going to be 102 today. Uh. So, um, yeah, there's, you have to get up before the sun to get anything done here. Helena, that paper cut pattern is on my list too, the Numa tank. I think oh, it's, it's fantastic. So basically it's it's a bra with uh, multiple straps across the back. I love strappy bras. Yeah, that's cute. Um, so you can yeah. sew it as a bra, but you could also sew it as a tank, but it's the style where the tank is sort of attached to the bra so you can see the bra through the tank and it's super cute and it looks really functional mm-hmm. and, and that's definitely high on my list as well. Love it. Yeah, I like that one too. And I like their, um, I like paper cut um, patterns. I've only tried one of them. I have their pants. I can't remember. It's like a legging pattern. I'm actually in their, I'm looking right now. I'm cheating while you, while you guys are talking and I'm trying to find it, <laughs> but I can't, I can't find it. I don't know. Yeah. The, they have that legging pattern that also has the, um, I thought of that when I got the stride pattern, it's also got a, the horizontal seam that kind right. of, yeah, yeah, that curves around your bum. And I thought that, that would be, it would be flattering too. That one is not necessarily an active wear pattern, is it? No, no, it's not. And this is, um, this is actually the pattern I was talking about earlier when I said I, uh, made it, I tried it on. I was like, these are so cute. I'm going to go for a run with them. They don't have a gusset or anything. So mm. like there was just Range of chafey, yes. And yeah. bad, um, bad seams as far as running goes. Um, but, oh, good to know the, the Ula leggings is what I have. Oh, Ula leggings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I love those and I have them in several colors. Um, and I end up wearing them like under tunics in the wintertime cause it's super cold here. And, um, but I really, I really like that pattern. I'd like to try more of their stuff. Maybe, um, I have had a really hard time with like the big four, the Butterick ones that you were talking about. I yeah. just find their sizing so inconsistent. Like, I know I'll be a 10 uh-huh. in one, but a six in the other, but a 12 uh-huh. in another one. And you know, that doesn't happen to me with Berta or Quixo or Jelly or, you know, I, I can't say about paper cut because I only have one of their patterns, but um, it just pretty, seems so, consistent. yeah, I don't know. Um, but it just seems so inconsistent. So I've sort of sworn off the big four, um, which is sad because they do have some cute, you know, things, active wear or non-active wear, just, you know, dresses or pants or whatever. Um but I just, I can't force myself to do it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's scary because you don't, you don't have that guarantee that it's going to turn out well. I yeah. did take a, um, a seminar at a sewing, uh, the sewing expo that they have in Washington and one teacher broke it down and they explained, this is the, um, the block that Butterick uses. This is the block that McCall's uses. This is the one of Vogue. Oh. This is... And this is also what they mean when they say loose fitting, very loose fitting, semi fitted, right. fitted. Um, what that actually means, and fitted still means like an inch or two of ease, and then semi fitted right. means two to four or something. I mean, like it was, it was very eye opening. Um, I don't know where my notes went from that. I should have tattooed them on my arm um, <laughs> when I was taking that because I took just copious notes. I was like, "This is the holy grail." Yes. Yeah, um, that'd be really useful. Maybe a blog post for us, Helena? <laughs> when I find my notes, I would love to do that because it was just great information. Um, it's somewhere in the sewing room. So, you know, that might <laughs> yeah. be a while before I find that. Right. <laughs> well, and that's what I would like to know is, you know, I'm kind of an hourglass type of shape. So which of their blocks is most closely, you know, an hourglass type of shape? You know, right. Vogue, I like Vogue and I've tried Vogue and they seem to fit me okay um, with some alterations. But I find the same thing, like one Vogue, I'll be a size eight and one Vogue, I'll be a size 12, you know, even based oh. on the same measurements, you know. So I don't know. I, I Yeah, don't that's know. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems it seems odd to me too. And, you know, Berta, you know, Berta's another one that I really like, maybe not so much yes. for active wear, um, but Berta fits me fabulous, you know, and I yes. really... No alterations other than I have this like weirdly freakishly long torso. So I always add an inch to my torsos, but I do that, you know, pretty much on Quixo and Berta and Jolie and it's all, it's all the same and they fit me great every single time, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, I agree with Berta. They're very consistent and, and they fit my body type really well. I love Berta too. I love their designs. Um, sometimes I'm very frustrated by the sparse instructions on some tricky yeah. parts where I need more help, but I, I do really yeah. like them. Yeah. I don't think a new sewer should ever try to do Berta without the envelope pattern. Like envelope Bertas are great. Yeah. They have kind of pictures and more information, but oh my gosh, yeah, magazine Berta. Woo, yeah. Sometimes even I, it's and I've done game. most of them. Yeah, I'm like, what do they mean here? Yeah, what do they mean? <laughs> yeah, Because it's like translated from the German or right. something, and they don't have an English speaker doing it. They're running it through Google Translate sometimes. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I recently yeah. sewed a fairly simple 
t-shirt. Well, it wasn't a simple t-shirt. It was a t-shirt that had two pieces at the front that, that tie at the neck. Um, but in, in Berta style magazine, they do their, their sewing lesson, which is, you know, basically the center right. where it has illustrated instructions. So I thought, oh good, this is the sewing lesson one. So there will be no problem with the instructions. And even still, right. I was reading them thinking, <laughs> what does that even mean? So it's right. a challenge for sure. I know. Sometimes the what they call the facing, you know, it's like the inside, inner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, can't you just say facing? Because it's just the facing. I think that's what you're talking about. But maybe you're not. <laughs> Google Translate to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes I read them out loud to my husband and he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Does this make any sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Have either of you ever tra- uh, tried fair trade patterns? So, you know, Melissa of Fair Trade, she's, uh, she's a runner and an athlete, and she designs her own patterns, and she's got lots of great patterns there. But I personally have never tried any of them. Um, I've, I used to pattern test for her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that her bottoms, like her pants, um, fit me well. And I'm talking just about the athletic leggings. I don't know if she has any, anything else. Cause I haven't kept track lately, but, um, like the, I think it's duathlon shorts, like those fit me really well. And the bottoms tend to fit me really well. And then the tops don't, and I don't, it's just a different block. And I don't, I haven't spent enough time trying to figure out what alterations I need to make to make them successful. Um, but she's got some great techniques and trips, tricks and tips and those types of things also. Um, and she's got some great stuff and she's a runner, which I really appreciate because she knows that like, you know, Quickso is a great company, but sometimes like the Quickso sports bra, I'm like, no, this is no, this is like the opposite of what enough. you want. Yeah. It's like, it's like a loose fitting net thing <laughs> under the shirt. I'm like this, no, you know, I want, I want compression, you know, and Melissa understands yeah. that. And she's got great tips for runner. You know, you want to do this on the inside so that you're seam is not against your skin for chafing. And I mean, she just knows that stuff. So she's got a great, um, she's got great products. The top just does not fit me because it's a different block. Um, but the bottoms I love, um, I really, I really like her patterns too. So the instructions are really, really good with the, that's where those tips come in. Yeah. The instructions are really good. Um, what I hate, (laughs) and this is probably just a lazy thing is I hate, um, downloading, printing off and taping pattern pieces together. I hate it like with a passion. Um, and she doesn't have envelope patterns. She only has downloads. Um, so that's probably why I don't make too many of her patterns. Um, because I, I won't, I won't do that. (laughs) I'm just, I'm lazy. Yeah. It's not as instant. I agree. That's, I have, uh, I borrowed a printer from my brother and he has a laser printer. So it's really quick and right. you know, you're not going to run out of ink. It's cheap to print. I printed out, I don't know, maybe 15 patterns that I had been kind of saving up and have been sitting on my computer for quite some time. And I've only put together like three of them because know, it's, yeah. the, it's the puzzle piecing together and the taping and the cutting out and um, yeah, it just, it exhausts me. It exhausts yeah. It's, me. it's really annoying to me. And I, mm-hmm. I often will not buy patterns if they're digital only because I, I just, I can't handle it. I don't like it. Mm. I like the sort of instant access of the digital ones. When you come across that pattern where you think, oh, I have the perfect fabric for that. And I need to sew that now. I do like that instant access aspect. And I don't mind 
taping them together. It's definitely a pain in the neck, but I, I sort of print my stacks out and put them in the den where the TV is. And so when I'm having right. a, oh, a low-key evening of watching television, I'll sit on the floor and put the pattern together while watching a movie or watching TV or whatever. And then they just sort of, they go by quickly without too much notice that way. So it's all right. Right. And maybe that would work better for me. I don't know. But I never sit down and watch TV either. I'd have to find some other like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. You're too busy running from running away from bears. I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scary. I wanted to mention um, Johanna Liu from The Last Stitch. She's also a good source of inspiration for activewear and sewing. And she has a bunch of tutorials that she's done. And one is a, a guide to cover stitch which is really handy uh, for, because cover stitching, I think, is a great technique to know for, for doing active wear and also how to fold sew, or, or rather how to sew fold over elastic. And I recently tried to make a t-shirt with a fold over elastic neckline and just was like, do, 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 this is going to be easy, da, 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 sewed it up. It was a, it was a hot mess. So I wish I had seen her tutorial on that before. And also she's got one on attaching a triangle crotch gusset. And I think that's a really handy one because as you were saying, Dawn, you know, the the crotch in running wear really needs to be the right shape. And I think the triangle uh, gussets are a good idea because then you don't get the chafing in the wrong places and other embarrassing looks to your your fitted fitted bottoms, right? (laughs) So Correct. Yeah, so I think uh, that's <laughs> no, a good, that is true. A good source of inspiration. That's thelaststitch.com. You can find her stuff there. Yeah, and she does have a lot of great stuff, and she does a lot of active wear, and then she does a lot of great, um, you know, more business casual type of dresses, and she just has great. She has great stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I never have the patience to sit and watch a video, though. I'm going to get my husband to hook up the um, the. I have a humongous TV in my sewing room because I got the old TV when we got another new TV, you know? And, um, but I can't play like YouTube videos on it yet. And that will be, that will be life changing when I can do that. Cause that would be great to see those big, those tutorials on the big screen. (laughs) And right when you're in front of your sewing machine, I think that would really cement it in my mind. I watch the tutorials sometimes when I'm in bed before bed, because I like to think about sewing then, and then I forget it by the time I get down to the sewing machine, so it doesn't always right. stick in. Yeah, and I have mine right next to my sewing machine, and so I just, you know, I hit the space bar when I need to pause it for a second. I hit the space bar if I need to, you know, play it, and I can rewind it, and yeah, I, I really like tutorials, and I like her tutorials specifically, too. That's a good setup, Yeah. Yeah. So anybody have any last um, pearls of wisdom on sewing activewear or or using activewear? I guess maybe I should ask you guys, how do you find the motivation to get out there and do your running and all your active things all the time? Um, for, Friends. Well, for me, yes, I have a group of women that I run with and we run on yeah. Saturdays and Wednesdays. Um, but also for me, it's just like me time. It's quiet time. You know, I have four kids and the youngest is seven and the oldest is 13. And sometimes this is going to sound bad, but I just want to get the hell away from them. You know, like I love them. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. I love them a lot and they love me, but you know, sometimes we need our space. And sometimes, you know, for me to get out in the morning and just breathe in the good air and the sun and just have a little bit of quiet time, hopefully without bears. um, It's just, it's good for all of us because then I come back and I'm collected and I just, I feel better. 
And sometimes I don't run in the mornings. And even when that happens, I still either lift weights or I walk on the treadmill or I do something because it just, it sets all of us up to have a good day. If I don't get my exercise, mama isn't very happy. And if Mm -hmm. mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Mm -hmm. And you look great, Dawn, when you, when you model the clothes on your, on your website on two on two off. I mean, you look fabulous. So well done. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) very true. Uh, yeah, I agree with the morning when you go for a run in the morning and, um, you get back and you're just like, man, I'm already superwoman for the day. So whatever yeah, exactly. I do the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And do you find sewing a new garment for, for, um, for your activities actually motivates you a little bit more? Cause it's like, Oh, I got this new top. So I'm going to go out and show it off. Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah. And my girlfriends too, they're like, oh, you must've been in your sewing room because that looks like a new skirt, you know? So I bring it for them too. And, uh, I think it's, it, I think it's funny. It, it entertains me anyway. Mm. I'm always threatening to make a, there's this half marathon at the end of the year that we usually do. It's in October. It's called the zombie half marathon. Oh yeah. I'm always threatening that we're going to make like flesh colored leggings and I'm going to make them wear them. <gasps> That would be awesome. Oh. <laughs> and disgusting. <laughs> that sounds like Very a lot of fun. good. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I might sometime. That's very cute. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the only way that, well, not the only way, the very best uh, tips for success for running is getting a running buddy and um, making sure that they expect you every morning. Yeah. They expect me to be there. And so I have to show up and it, I think it's most effective. So I have a group of friends that I run with and they're wonderful. Those are the ones that saw me hit the pole. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're friends forever now. Yeah. But um, I do have uh, one special running buddy. And when we run together, it's just us two. So if I don't show up, it's it's dire. So it um, it really motivates me because she is waiting for me. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way. And I just like, I like being alone too. You know, like I run with my buddies on my Wednesdays and Saturdays or whichever days we get together. Um, But I like just being alone too. Like I love the fresh air and the bright sunshine and the, you know, I, I like it a lot just to go on my own too. Yeah, that's fun. With my dog, with my, with my puppy. So what kind of dog do you have? Uh, she's almost two. She's a doodle mix, but she's a shepadoodle. So she's half German shepherd, half poodle. Oh, that sounds adorable. I have a doodle mix too. Yeah. I have a labradoodle, but he's miniature. Yeah. So he's yeah. not a running buddy yet. Well, and it's funny when I go with all my girlfriends, one of them, two of them have labradoodles and I have the shepadoodle, but one is like the blonde labradoodle. One is the dark brown labradoodle. And then my dog is mostly black. So we have like our whole complement of doodles when we run. It's pretty funny. (laughs) And they're all different sizes. So we've got from the small to the big. Awesome. Yeah. That's very cute. No, it's fun. Hey, YouTube. It's been really cool chatting with you about sewing and about running and about being active. So Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, this was very fun. It's it fun to have fun. the three of us. It's not just uh, just us interrogating <laughs> our... Though we did interrogate you, Dawn, because you have a lot of good information for us. Oh, yeah. I appreciate hearing it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure as I go out through today, I'll be like, oh, I should have told them about blah, 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 or I should have told them about this, or I'll (laughs) I'll think of things. I'll email you. You can add comments to the podcast and and add some extra. Yeah. (laughs) 
There we go. Well, the truth is we could talk all day. I mean, honestly. Well, probably. And I'm I'm actually glad that I brought up the whole like I go to bed thinking about sewing type of thing because like <laughs> I've thought forever that I'm just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Or or just us two are crazy. I mean, you're, you're if in any listeners could crazy. Chime in. But if there is a small group of us that are crazy, it, it at least makes me feel better about myself. It's <laughs> just, just me. It, yeah. This is mm-hmm. this is why we talk about sewing, just to reassure ourselves that we're not crazy, that we're so obsessed. <laughs> exactly. <Correct>. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so thanks to you both. It's great chatting with you. And um, and thanks very much for, for being our guest today, Dawn. It was a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure being on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Clothes Making Mavens podcast. For more information and more episodes, visit clothesmakingmavens.com. We would love to hear from you. You'll find options for sending us an email, leaving a comment, or even a voicemail on clothesmakingmavens.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and thanks for listening. 